Welcome back to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. You know, in life, there's the next right step, and then there's <laughs> dog poop, which oftentimes you find at the beach. But we are Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. We've taken our show again on the road, as you can see behind us. I am Son Edom, alongside somebody whom I had to drag here, <laughs> kicking and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Tara Hochira, why didn't you want to come today? It's the beach. Hey, guys. How are you? I uh, love the beach. I'm just messing with you. Yes, I mentioned, hey, let's go back to the beach, and let's like, took no effort whatsoever to encourage her to come. She was like right. packing the car the moment I said beach. I was. And we came out here, and so we decided to do our show here from the beach again. We're in Long Beach. We're here yep. before, and we had a good time, and so we decided to come back, even though it is October, and it's officially autumn. Yes. We've decided to, uh, like we said, you know, just do the beach as long as we can, or as much as we can. Beautiful day yeah. out here, though. The last time we were here, it was super hot. Today, it's a very mild, comfortable 75-ish degrees, 73. Yeah, got a cool offshore nice breeze. breeze. And uh, so we're looking to do another good show. Now, last time, if you are with us, we were at uh, El Torito in Pasadena. At the uh, intersection of good food and great times, and we had a good time. We talked with uh, Jay Robles and then Brandon Wade. And so, again, we're at the beach, and we're bringing you another two-hour show. So it'll probably end up being part one, part two, this being part one, and then you're going to have to come back next week for part two. And I know you love when we do two-parters. Especially at the beach. Especially at the beach. Because the sun is going down as we're talking, and it's a beautiful sunset, hopefully. And, la- and last time we left them with, with, with a uh, cliffhanger. We did. And they had to come back in uh, the same time uh, for hour two at the beach. So um, might touch on a myriad of things today, but, you know, one of the things that we're going to touch on, I got a little uh, story to tell as we get started. I love stories. So if you, first of all, we'd like to thank you for supporting the show, and I know some of our fans have purchased uh, merchandise you can go to the uh, merchandise store the swag shop and get stuff and we appreciate those who have done that so i got uh, a coffee mug two steps head coffee mug pretty cool okay and so cool. my parents are over not too long ago having coffee and just hanging out and i brought out the two steps ahead coffee mug and so i put the coffee in it for my dad and my mom is like where's my mug I'm like what do you mean she's like i want a coffee mug and she uh, reminded me that I had given her a coffee mug at every place along the way I've been. So when I taught at Biola, she got a Biola coffee mug. When I was at the community college, she got a community coffee mug and stuff like that. And so I said, okay, I'll get you one. And she's like, okay. So uh, they at some point left, and I'm cleaning up, and I realize my mug is gone. Oh, no. Mom five-finger <laughs> discounted my mug. No. She took it. No. <laughs> if you can't trust mom, who can you trust? <laughs> actually, I'm just messing. I actually said she could take it and have to order me a new one. But it leads to the question of what we're going to talk about today is trust. Yes. What is trust? Who can you trust? Is trust something as simple as me giving it to you? Is it something earned? And is there more to it than meets the eye? Mm-hmm. And it's something that you posted on social media, so people that might be following Tara on Facebook might have a little bit of insight into what we're talking about today. Or Instagram. Or Instagram. But uh, but trust. So let's uh, start the conversation with what made you decide to kind of go that route and post what you did about trust. Um, you know, I have a, a master's in organizational leadership. And so team building, whether it's at work or with family, 
they there's a book that I love, um, and this is um, throughout all leadership books. But Patrick Lencioni wrote this book called "The Five Dysfunctions of a Team," and he has this pyramid. And he says that a team cannot function unless um, there's these five levels, these five functions or dysfunctions um, to, that a team, you know, possesses. And the bottom layer of that triangle is trust. And we have such a hard time with trust because trust is the foundation of every relationship that we have, whether it's a working relationship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's somebody at in your neighborhood, somebody at your church. Um, trust has to be the foundation of every relationship, but we kind of don't really understand it. So my mind, the way that it works, you know, I can look like I'm staring off into space and then I blurt out like, oh, okay, here's the solution <laughs> because of my mind constantly chews on things and I just want to problem solve and figure things out. So um, there's a nice uh, picture of a dump truck behind us <laughs> on the beach. So, yeah, I just am always, like, trying to figure it out and and dissect, you know, what trust is. So I wrote down the definition of trust since you like definitions. I love definitions. What's your your definition of trust? Or how do you define trust in your world? Well, overall, trust is like a track record of, of how we behave and how we relate to other people um, over time. So that we can develop a history that we can look back on and say, okay, I trust this person based on how they behave, how they function, how they complete tasks, how they relate to others. Um, But then there's two types of trust. There's the functional and the relational. According to Webster's Dictionary. (laughs) Okay. What did I write? (laughs) The definition for trust is a firm belief in character. Yes. Strength, truth of someone. So the belief, the firm belief in the character, strength, truth of someone, basically having confidence in someone. Yes. So that's the definition as Bob the Builder rolls by. <laughs> and so when you take a look at that, a lot of people. There's some big might think <laughs> That Bob the Builder is no longer relevant. This is what it means to like record in a live in on location right well we We, sat here for a while waiting for the lighting to get perfect and then as we do they there's no trucks they they could have rolled by at any time (laughs) anyways so again it goes back to uh, a character trait really is what it comes down to because a lot of people think it's a relational thing and i know you mentioned relationships or the relational aspect of it but there's a lot more to it it gets down to the character of people because it could go beyond just me trusting you or me just giving you trust it's okay what are you going to do with that and you have the character in you to take the trust that I give you and do something with it. At least from my perspective, that's how I so see I it. So I have the character in me so, yeah, to so, do something with what expl- – expand yeah. on that. Okay, so a lot of people like to think that trust should just be given. Okay, I don't give trust. I trust no one. Trust has to be earned. Okay, so so when people say that trust is a given, that's that's a myth. Let's well, just let's just debunk that right now. But that's what the expectations of people are. So if you meet new people, right. all of a sudden they're gonna they want you to trust them. Hey, just trust me. Well, yeah. no, I'm not no. gonna trust anybody. No, we shouldn't. And so trust has to be earned. Right. And so a lot of times people will get upset if you don't give them their trust. Mm-hmm. Do you want? Can I uh, can I do something for you? No, why not? Because I don't trust you to do it. And then they get all bent out of shape, mm-hmm. thinking that trust should automatically be given. 
but trust has to be earned. Right. In fact, like I said, it's a firm belief in the character. And if you want to take it a bit further, there was a um, Arthur Ashe, the tennis player. He said trust has to be earned and should only come after the passage of time. Mm -hmm. So you're earning it. Mm -hmm. And not only are you earning it, but it does take time to get there. And so that's always kind of been my philosophy is that you have to earn it. Mm -hmm. And then there's layers of degree of earning it. So I might trust you with some smaller things or some surface level things. And then as we build our relationship or as we build our whatever we're in, if it's a work relationship or a home relationship or if it's a um, you know, podcast relationship, whatever, you start to build that trust over time. And then you can start trusting the person with more and more and more, which is kind of how you do it in the job market, right? You give someone a, a job and then as they do better, you advance them and then you advance them. And they've proven over time a track record of what they've been able to do. And so now you reward them with maybe a promotion to do more. That's kind of like for me with trust is if I'm trusting you with something maybe i start with something small and then as you prove that you're trustworthy that character in you then i'll give you more and more and more trust and then as long as you continue to be trustworthy and have that character in you i'm going to continue to give you more but once you decide to then break that trust then we've got issues again right and i think that's as it should be that is the definition of trust is that we build a track record so that we have a history to look back on to say, can we or can we not trust this person based on how they behave, how they relate, how they complete tasks. Um, <clears throat> so oftentimes, you know, we get into relationships without that component and then we wonder why it went wrong. Right. So we jump in too fast, which is kind of how, you know, it's kind of um, interesting the TV shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette or any of these um, engagement, um, 30 day engagement or whatever it's called. There's all these shows where we want like instant love and it doesn't work that way. We might have instant attraction, but there's not instant trust. Trust has to be built. We have to have evidence for it. We have to have a reason, um, some, something tangible to look at, to trust someone. And we don't have, we, if we don't put them in a situation to prove, you know, their trustworthiness, then we don't know. And then we're in, you know, head over heels and we're into something really deep. Like sometimes people decide to work together really quick or sometimes they decide to start dating. Yeah, that was kind of, <laughs> I just realized when I said that out loud, I was like, oh was yeah, us. that's us. And hey, Tara, so, you want to do a podcast? Sure, let's go. Okay, let's meet Friday and record. Boom. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> He's not lying. That's a true story. So in that case... We did not know if we could trust each other. It worked out well because we have been able to trust each other. We've been very consistent recording and very consistent, um, um, you know, making this happen. But we didn't know that when we started. We had no idea. So we kind of did it exactly the opposite of what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> well, they do say there is an exception to every rule. So maybe, maybe, maybe we're, we're the, the exception. exception. <laughs> it's been a year. It has been. In fact, now that you bring that up, I'm not going to tangent, but this is actually our 50th episode. This is our 50th episode. Happy anniversary. Yeah, so we, we made it to 50. Yes. I was going to bring that up in the beginning, but I was so angst over my mom stealing my mug. <laughs> I totally forgot about it, but yes, yeah, our 50th uh 50th uh, episode. Yeah, see, so, it, so so this so far, this has been the exception. Like, I have no reason not to trust Son, um, and hopefully, you know, vice versa. So, but it's a it's a track record. It's a history. It's deliberate. It takes time. 
Well, see, a quote that I saw was not con- uh, attributed to anybody, but it was trust is built and maintained by many small actions over time. Yes. So, again, little actions over time. And then another one uh, that I liked was trust is not a matter of technique. It's not a matter of tricks or tools, but, again, character. So it goes back yes. to that character thing. And I think that's one of the things, yes. if we want to use us for an example, that I think made it work was that first we had a firm belief in what we're doing, but then we also had the character within us to know that, okay, if I trust you with being on the podcast with me, then you can trust me to be on the podcast with you because we know it's in our character Mm -hmm. because character is a focus for us. We know it's a focus for you because you've got uh, the character all over your social media persona. (laughs) I'm kind of obsessed with character. (laughs) But, But so we know it's there, and so I think that's one of the things. So, again, I think a lot of times people like to keep trust as a like a, a surface relationship thing. Hey, just trust me. Just trust me. I mean, how many times have you said or have you heard somebody say they told me just to trust them and then it backfired? Right. Because there was nothing behind that word. Right. Nothing behind your words to prove right. that they deserve your trust. No history to fall back on, no track record to look at. Or sometimes people do have a history and a track record and we ignore it. That's a red flag. Like they've proven to be untrustworthy and... We go forward. Oh, it'll be okay. Right. And well, it's, well, it's not. Like Ronald Reagan, a <laughs> quote by Ronald Reagan, the president, and many other things, actor, governor of California, he said, trust but verify as a thing. Yes. So, okay, so someone, to me then, if somebody eventually earns your trust, then you can trust them, but then you also want to verify that that trust is continuing to be there. Yes. Because it's easy. I've had experiences. In fact, there was an experience not too long ago where um, I had been working with somebody and there was a, a trust going back and forth and it was building and so that person came to me and needed some assistance and so we worked out something i assisted and then um you know from the agreement that was breached and so then it's like okay you know well it's yet to be seen if they will fulfill their end of the deal but as of now with the response i've been getting that trust has been breached Okay, and so it's like even though, and that's why it's over time too, small things over time. Because I think there's also times where, yeah, you can have a trusting relationship and give trust, but then at some point in time, it gets violated, Mm -hmm. or it gets betrayed, or it gets broken, Mm -hmm. whatever the term you want to use in your situation. And then, okay, so maybe it was inadvertent, or maybe it was a mistake, or maybe it was something. But then you try to follow up. And then the actions of the other person continue to show that the trust has been broken and the intent is not to uh, fulfill the deal. And so then you're like, okay, trust has been broken. So now how can I ever trust that person again? And I would say, um, I would say I would want to know more because there's something that makes people behave a certain way at one time and another way at other times. But there's also like functional trust and relational trust. Yeah, so let's get into that. So, so, because that could be where, like, maybe this person was trustworthy um, relationally, but not functionally, or maybe they were trustworthy functionally and not relationally. You have to have both in order for someone to be deemed trustworthy. Right, because you talk about relational trust, and then you also talk about functional trust. Okay, so which one do you want to start with first? Uh, functional. Okay, so let's start with functional. So, according to what you put, because I got my notes. <laughs> Holding her to the carpet. He's studying my slideshow. I am. Got the slideshow right here. Okay, so functional trust is a pattern of behavior yes. towards the completion of a task 
that can be depended upon to continue, especially when no one is looking. So basically, I get employed, someone who gives me a job and says, your job is, okay, let's put radio. Let's use radio for an example. So oftentimes, I would work odd hours. Maybe it's the overnight hours or maybe it's the weekend hours. So there's no management. There's no supervisor. There's no program director. There's nobody there. So they are giving me a trust that I'm going to do the job that I'm going to make sure that the programs that are supposed to be played get aired, that the commercials are supposed to get played get aired. And so they're giving me this trust. And so now it's my job to make sure that I can continue to do this and there's no management around. There's no one looking over my shoulder telling me to do this, do this, do this. I'm just doing it. And so if I do that over a period of time and I prove to management that I can do my job when they're not there, then I have earned or, yeah, I've earned their functional trust. Is that correct? Right. So functional trust would be, um, like you said, like um, arriving on time every single day. Rain or snow, um, sickness, you know, whatever's going on, the alarm clock doesn't go off. Someone who is functionally trustworthy is someone who shows up no matter what, who's always on time, who um, does the functions of the job the way that they're supposed to be done, doesn't cut corners. Um, if the commercial's supposed to play, then they make sure that that commercial plays. Like they, they, so they can look and say, "Oh yeah, I trust that San is going to show up. We don't have to have a second person be there just in case." Like he's proven over time that he's going to do this, you know, job, and we don't have to worry about it, right? So that would be like a functional trust. Okay, so that's how you build. Yes. Okay, so then how do you destroy that trust? You, so I so. Okay, so in order to destroy destroy trust, first it has Functional to be built. Trust. Yeah, first it has to be built. So, um, or can you come in and destroy it right away? Um, probably. Now that you're saying that out loud, I probably should have had you look at my slideshow before I posted it because I was probably. I would say you're right. You have to have something built in order to destroy it. So I would say, uh, the way to not build trust. So okay, so because let's just, I don't know that someone would like flip. Right. So I guess I guess if you're using the work environment, though, you're you're pretty much giving somebody trust by hiring them. Right. So you've kind of done the process. So you're giving them trust without really knowing for sure, yes. for sure, for sure, for sure if right. they're going to do the job. See, that, that was the interesting thing about radio was oftentimes yeah. the overnight hours are the worst. Weekends are the worst. And sometimes they would fill in my not uh, picking out any radio station I've worked at, but sometimes they'd fill those hours with people that might be a little bit less than qualified. Maybe if it was a smaller town, they'd be high school kids, or maybe if it was some other place, it was uh, you know the overnight guy might be a little bit less than qualified because a lot of times people might think that the overnights are less important. Okay, right. and that's true. Not not as many listeners. Right. However, I was always thinking the opposite that some of the best people should be on the overnights and those off times because if you're a manager, <laughs> why do you want these people calling you all the time on your off time? You want someone in that position right. to make sure that the job is done so that on my weekend, I'm not getting eight calls right. on what do I do in this situation. Right. Or on the overnights, I'm not being woken up at three in the morning because daylight savings flipped to either <laughs> and the whole computer system went screwy and I don't right. know what to do. Right. So I often thought that in those situations, you want somebody that is going to get the job done and be competent in those uh, areas because they're not there. And so that trust then is even bigger with people right. in those positions. Exactly. Exactly. And and I would say that when you're hiring someone, like I would say that we are either, to your question, we're either building or destroying 
trust. I would say that there's not a middle line. It's an either or in this case. It's a kind of a black and white in this case because we're either growing or we're dying. We're either building trust or we're destroying trust. Like we're either moving forward in life or we're moving backward. There's not really treading water because if you're treading water, you're just pretty much going backwards, right, with the tide. So I would say... We, we, based on their resume, based on their qualifications, we trust, and I would say air quotes because we don't know for sure, but we trust that this person's going to be able to do the job. And so if they come in late, if they have all kinds of excuses, like they don't feel good, the alarm didn't go off, there was a lot of traffic, um, they're not, they're cutting corners, the systems that you're giving them, they're like, ah, I don't need to, you know, do that right now, I get faster this way, I don't need to pay attention to the to the system, that kind of person is destroying the um, air quote trust that you gave them when you hired them. And so, and we can do that in relationship, we can like in our, in our neighborhoods and our whatever. I think there's like an initial like trust meaning like, okay, this is probably a good person with good intent. Like we have to trust a little bit of trust people without a track record, right? Because we get on the freeway, we get, you know, we're sitting here on the beach, like we trust that we're going to be okay. We trust that we're going to be safe. We trust that we're going to get home safely. So there are things that we do that we just like take a leap of faith. But then it has to be either, it's either built or it's back into the negative. And so um, a good way to have people not trust you is to, you know, and we're talking about functional trust right now. So don't come through with your word <laughs> to show up late, cut corners, you know, all that kind of stuff to, to kind of prove that um, you're not really trustworthy of the task that you are being given to do. Yeah. So you have trust that's being built, but then it's being destroyed. Like you, like you write on time when it's convenient or you're missing deadlines, okay, right. continually. Right. Or you only follow the system, like you mentioned, when it's convenient. Or you only obey the laws when it's to their benefit. I mean, that's right. everybody. <laughs> uh, who, who goes 55 on the freeway? Or, I know, Nobody, right? you know. You're always speeding unless you're that one person in front of me. Get out of the way. Get out of the fast lane. If you want to go 55, move the heck over. Yes, like Sammy Hagar said, I can't drive 55. Um, you know, show up when they don't have other things going on. And see, some of these things are kind of interesting because I, I, I look back at some of the younger people today, and they don't understand the importance. And this uh, this might be the situation that I was talking about a little bit earlier um, when you talk about trust uh, as being more of a surface thing. Because people don't understand. I don't think a lot of young people don't understand that showing up when they don't have other things going on is a huge part of trust. Now, okay, so I taught for many years at a community college in Pasadena, and we would do some things. It was the radio program. And so there'd be uh, extra shows that would go on outside of class time. It might be a football game, or it might be um, other type of remotes, or it might be whatever. And so students then would sign up for these shows or for these projects. And so it was volunteer. You know, it was all volunteer, so there wasn't any you know grading going on. But it was interesting to find out how people would originally sign up. But then if something cooler was going on, like maybe their friends were hitting the bar or maybe it was a party came up or something, they would opt out yeah. <laughs> of their responsibility yeah. of what they assigned to do. You know, they voluntarily agreed to show up to cover yeah. the football game. And then they go that. And then 
the flip side, the kicker to even add insult to injury is they would post it on social media yeah. forgetting that I follow them, <laughs> and then they come up with some lame-ass excuse, oh, I was feeling not good. Yeah. Was that after your fifth margarita or your sixth <laughs> beer? I mean, it's like, come on. Yeah. But those are the type of things that I think the young people, and, and people maybe in general as we start getting into this more lackadaisical society, is they don't understand that sometimes when you make a commitment... You have to stick to that commitment regardless of what is better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that that's something actually is something that makes me absolutely crazy. I know a person that will not make plans. Like, how am I supposed to make plans that far in advance if there's an event or something? Because maybe there's going to be something going on, right? Yeah. So this person has um, FOMO, and they are loyal to their friends. They're loyal to their peer group. Right. And so their priority, their trust is with their friend group. Like they're going to show up um, no matter what. They're absolutely going to show up for their friends no matter what. And so if there's anything else that's trying to get planned or anything else going, then it's like, well, I'm going to wait and see if there's something going on. So I have had to really examine that and be like, why is this person doing that? Like it makes me crazy. Like how do you not plan? Like if there's an event coming up on this date, that is what you're doing, right? <laughs> and they're like, no, because there might be something, you know, better. So I had to stop and think about this. I'm like, okay, they're loyal. They are trustworthy, but not necessarily maybe to me or to this event, but they're loyal and trustworthy to that other peer group. And that's what they're going to not sacrifice on. So they are, it's just that their loyalties. And for us, it's like, you know, we're different generation. It's like, no, if you say you're going to be somewhere, you have to, you have to go. Like, that's just what you do, right? You just say, yeah, I'll be there. And then you're there regardless of something else comes up. So. But the scenario that you just spelled out, would that follow under the only follows the system when it's convenient? Or so, is it? Uh, so on the system, the peer group system, they follow it no matter what. My the stuff that's going on on our side, they only follow it when it's convenient. So for me, this person isn't necessarily trustworthy completely because they're going to pick and choose whether or not something better is going on on my side. But like if we plan something and then the peer group has something better going on, they're going to cancel this and go over there. So they're trustworthy to that group, not to this group. (laughs) And it's maddening. Well, but that, it's like, okay, well, it's not that they're not trustworthy. It's just that their their loyalty is somewhere else. Well, that's why it goes back to the layers of trust. A lot of people yeah. think trust is something that is superficial. And I don't mean superficial like um, it doesn't matter, but there's depth to trust. There's yes. layers to yes, trust. Yes, yes, yes. It's one thing, okay, I'm going to trust you. Hey, we're going to go out, and I trust you to make sure that if we go out, you're not going to crash the car, get drunk, or do something stupid. Okay, that, that's an initial trust. But if it's a relationship, I don't trust you to maybe come into my house yet, okay, because I don't know who you are. Right. So there's a trust. I trust you to meet up with you to, you know, uh, go on a date or go out, but right. I don't trust you to bring you into my home. So there's layers of trust that we go through, even in work. I'm, I trust you enough from what I've seen to hire you, but now we'll see if your work ethic 
follows, mm-hmm. and the more you follow through with mm-hmm. the job responsibilities, the more and more trust, right. and the more and more responsibilities. That's what it comes down to. I'm giving you more responsibilities because I can trust you to get this done. Eventually, you may earn the key to the door. Exactly. Right? But you certainly you don't hire someone and then give them the keys to the, <laughs> to the door right away, right? they got to earn that. Okay, so functional trust, again, is a pattern of behavior towards the completion of tasks. Yes. Okay, that can be uh, depended upon to continually happen, especially yes. when no one's looking. So it's a completion of tasks. Yes. So now we move on to relation, uh, relational yes. trust. And that is a pattern of responses towards others while completing those tasks that can be depended upon continuing, especially when no one is looking. So now we're talking about a relational situation between people. Right. So in functional trust, we're talking about tasks. So there's a history there. Like you said, a pattern of behavior. I can trust him to, to put the money away and put it in the safe and not, not take it, right? Relational trust is a, is a pattern of responses. So now we're not talking about tasks anymore. We're talking about response to you as a person. And it's a track record again. And, and when I say, especially when no one's looking, it's like, is my name trustworthy in your mouth when I'm not around? So, so when I leave the room, are you going to talk behind my back? Are you going to, you know, say like, oh my gosh, like I'm, she's such a diva. Like she doesn't, I'm, I do that all the time. <laughs> I tell everybody you're a diva. I, I did that on purpose. Cause I know you do. Everybody I, knows you're the diva. That's right. So if my safe, like in your mouth when I'm not in the room. So that's why I said, especially when no one is looking, but relationally is like how you relate while you're doing the task, because everything is functional in life, right? We have to, you know, set up and tear down when we do a show, we have to drive places. We have to clean the house and do the laundry and pay the bills. We have to show up for work. So everything is tasks that we have to do in life, but relational trust is how we relate to each other while we are doing those tasks and what is my response towards you while I'm doing those tasks? Okay, so for example, trust can be built. How? So relational trust is built number one um, by not you know having respect for the person, not talking behind their their back and you know and shaming them, um, and it's being for them. And so it's wanting the best for someone. It is giving people the benefit of the doubt. Um, what did I have on that list? Okay, so a key word, as you were talking, I was going to look. The key word that I see repetitive on both functional and relational is consistently consistent, yeah. and inconsistent. So, again, you're thinking consistent. So, it's uh, consistently for the health of the relationship. Mm-hmm. You're building it. For. Uh, that, that key word is for. Consistently for. And we'll talk about yeah, that Yeah, for is in capital letters. Yes. All caps. It's important. Yes. It should yes. be in red. But then that means it would be Jesus spoke it. So I guess that'd be bad. <laughs> uh, consistently keeps their word. Yes. Uh, a consistent demeanor in both calm and storms. Right. So if we are setting up and everything is going well, I'm being nice to you. But if we're pressed for time and the Bob the Builder guy parks his truck here and we got to move again and then there's like all these kites around and it's like turning into a, you know, a mess. Now am I going to start yelling at you? 
Am no, I going to start yelling. being really angry? Am I going to start like yell at Bob the Builder? What the he- like? What do you do? like? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I get that. And so it depends. But see, that's the other thing. Okay, so then it leads to the next thing. So your your demeanor in both calm situations, the good and the bad. But then it's leading by example. Yeah. So like you said, what are you going to do in these situations? Well, yep. you how do you lead in the um, good times, the calm times? How do you lead in the storm times? Mm-hmm. Uh, takes responsibility consistently. Again, being the key word, takes responsibility. Yeah, uh, is consistently respectful, mm-hmm. uh, and always makes a consistent attempt to always be truthful. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are some ways that we can build relational trust. Yeah, because we're never, none of us are one hundred percent truthful. I love it when people say, "Oh, I'm I'm a truthful person," yeah. <laughs> but consistently over a period of time, consistently attempting to be a truthful person. But see, that's why in the, in the original analogy, the story, real quick. It was like, okay, for I gave the benefit of the doubt, but then upon follow-up, you know, just being completely ignored with no response led me to believe that, okay, there's a renege of the deal, and if you're not even going to respond and just ignore, then something changed in your character, or there was a flaw in your character, or you were just building a, trying to build a false trust. Or I would say that there was some trust that was easy because sometimes like a situation like I'm thinking about um, a person who said that they let their they lent money to their kids one kid um, was very responsible with the money and paid it back the other kid um, uh, used the money and didn't pay it back didn't make any attempt to pay it back and so I questioned them I said okay so what was their track record before you gave them the money Oh, well, Kid A is, has always been very responsible with money. He's always had a budget, always followed the budget, always, you know, counted their pennies. And so, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, then that's a trustworthy person to lend money to, right? Because they have a track record of handling money responsibly. They were starting a business or something. I forget. That's why they lent this person. The other kid, they lent the same, same amount of money for a different reason, bailout. And this kid had grown up not responsible handling money ever in her life and um, had made all kinds of um, bad decisions. And so I said, okay, so they have a track record of not being responsible with money. Why would you think, what would make you think that they would pay you back? Well, because she's my daughter, like we have to help her. I'm like, okay, but you're complaining that she's not paying you back. Like, why, like, so they were looking at the relational, like, okay, she's my daughter, but they were not looking at the functional. She's horrible with money. And if she's, if she's, and we're bailing her out and she hasn't had a track record of being responsible, why, what would make us think and why should we be offended then that she's not paying us back? So, so sometimes, like, there's, red flags that we miss or sometimes there's situations where there just hasn't been enough skin in the game to prove that trust and we assume that they're trustworthy but they just haven't been tested appropriately yet and so if they're not tested appropriately then it's like oh my gosh now like they I I thought they were trustworthy and they're not either there was a red flag that we missed or they haven't been tested appropriately we gave the trust too quickly too freely Um, because I don't think people like change unless they 
unless you know that they're changing. Like people that change are really working on it. They're like, okay, I know I have this issue. They're very self-aware. They're very able to list out their weaknesses, their, their things that they've been struggling with. I'm really working on it. I'm going to um, a support group. I'm going to AA. I'm um, getting a, a financial coach. I'm, they're like, they're, you can see that they're actively changing in their life. The words coming out are different. So when people say, like when we say, oh, I thought this person was trustworthy and they turned out not to be, I would say that there was something that got missed in that. Because I don't think people change. I don't think they start being trustworthy and then they just decide not to be. I would say they probably were not and they just hadn't been vetted properly, I would say. Now, some of the ways you kind of mentioned a little bit about it, but some of the ways trust is destroyed. And these are kind of key because I think it's easier to see the destruction traits or the destroyed traits on your list more so than the build. The build is more of a subtle. Okay. So if you're going to consistently take responsibility, that's a little bit more subtle. If you're going to consistently lead by example or consistently respect or consistently try to always tell the truth, those are a little bit more subtle. Mm -hmm. But I think a little bit more obvious is something, and this is how you destroy that relational trust is for, uh, is destroyed is capital four. They're for themselves first. They're putting themselves first. Yep. Maybe they're inconsistent in keeping their word. So you can kind of see that a little bit more. Is someone truthful? Well, it's hard to tell if they're always truthful because you don't always know what the truth is. Right. But if they're inconsistent, I'll show up. And then, like I said, they never show up. Or I'll do this task, and then they never do it. Or if they're always gossiping or they, you know, whatever. Um, they manipulate information. Okay? I've seen that a lot. Uh, they have a different demeanor depending on the day. Right. Okay? Maybe they're just moody. Yep. They could be moody or they could just be very, um, they have a very low EQ, emotional quotient. Or this is a big one. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. I mean, that's, everybody does that. Do as I say, not I do. In fact, I tell, uh, I tell my students that kind of in a joking way. Do as I say, not as I do. Because you know? what you say, but there is a little bit of truth in that because what you say can tend to be better than what you do. So if somebody was an alcoholic, don't drink, but then you see him drinking, well, we should probably take heed to the fact that an alcoholic says don't drink. We probably shouldn't drink because we can see what their lifestyle leads to. So I don't want to be too dismissive in that altogether. But when it comes to trust, mm-hmm. doing as I say versus doing as I do mm-hmm. uh, goes back to that leading by example. Mm-hmm. You want to lead by example. So let's kind of go hand in hand. Right. Uh, blames, makes excuses, deflects and denies as opposed to the taking responsibility yep. so you kind of get the yin and yang going here the opposites yep um gossips you know are you gossiping about people People who gossip to you will also gossip about oh, absolutely you. oh 100 percent. right absolutely. so we feel sometimes we feel good it's like oh i'm getting the inside information they're telling me all like i now i know what's going on in the neighborhood no no do not trust this person because as soon as they get to the other neighbor now you're going to be the subject of the gossip. No, absolutely. <laughs> They're going to flip it. So don't trust people who, who gossip. Or the other thing, too, is I always assume that whatever I say to somebody is going to be heard by that person. Mm-hmm. May or may not, but I always assume that. Right. Or like because you learn in radio, you always assume somebody's listening. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't want, because how many times have you had an open mic situation? Oh, my gosh. All yeah. the time. All the so time. So it's like, okay, assume that whatever you're going to say is going to be heard by everybody. Right. And so, yeah, there'll be sometimes I'll say something and people are like, I can't believe you said that. It's like, well, yeah, I said it on purpose because I assume 
everyone's listening and there's certain people I want to hear that <laughs> or there's certain people I want that to get back to. Is that manipulative? <laughs> Maybe. But so, um, but so, uh, so anyway, so always assume people I are listening. Flustered. Always assume there's an open mic. No, I, I would say it's I'm manipulation. It's, it's the intent of util, utilizing you. the uh, the pipeline to yes. get from A to B. Yes. And then to see, and then you talk about trust, then see if, okay, I'm going to tell you something, but I don't want you to tell anybody. And then you wait to see if it comes back to you. And then you know, okay, that's the person that yep. they can't be trusted because they dropped the bomb. Yes. They dropped the dime on you. <laughs> and then struggles to give the truth. Yeah. I mean, and you know, and kind of as I think about this, getting back to that relation, uh, that, that story, um, I can see a lot of things now in hindsight where the destroyed list is there. It exists, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. you said, skin in the game, whatever. But as you put it in these terms, you can kind of see, oh yeah, this person did manipulate the information. This person, yeah, really I could see the, you know, struggles with the truth or lies or they're only there for themselves or if there's nothing better to do, then they're going to do this or they're mm-hmm. out for themselves. So I can see now in that situation in hindsight that, yeah, it probably would have been a bad thing to go ahead with, a, with the agreement because the chances of it being fulfilled on their end would be slim because there's a lot of red flags, you know, as I think back on it. Mm-hmm. But, of course, then hindsight's always twenty twenty, Right. Which plays a whole different aspect to it. Right. And so there, those moments are not wasted. Those are lessons that we can look back and be like, ooh, okay, now I can see the red flags. What caused me to miss them in the first place? Let me not do that again. Let me not miss them. We have to be good readers of people. We and have so, to be good, good discerners. See, and sometimes that's hard because, like, for me... People automatically think I'm angst and angry anyways. The number one thing I get from people is when they first meet me, they think I'm a mean guy or they think I'm angry or they think I'm like, you know, a brute or something. I don't know. I mean, many students have told me that. And I'm thinking to myself, I think I'm a nice guy. I don't know where you get that off or come off with that. But then when they get to know me, they realize, oh, my first impression of you is completely different than what you are. So then in an attempt to try to change that, okay, I don't want to be the bad first impression, even though I'm just being me. Maybe that's why we get along so well because people have said that same thing Maybe to it is. me. Maybe we get the same. Because I'm always in my head right. and when I'm in my head, my brows like scrunch together and it looks like I'm mad and I'm frowning and I'm like don't want to like don't want to talk to but that's not it at all. Right. I'm like so happy in my head but I'm concentrating. I'm like, okay, what is this problem and how do I fix it? And I'm like and they're like, ooh man, she is mad. Stay away from her and I'm like, no no. So I just yeah. And so, and so for me, maybe in an attempt to try to get over that or something, maybe trust, because like I said, I'll, I'll, I don't trust anybody to begin with. I don't give it. It has to be earned. Right. And then two, it's like it earns, it gets earned slowly, slowly, right, slowly. Right, right. And so maybe in an attempt to try to get over that disposition of this guy's mean, maybe giving trust too freely then becomes problematic. Yeah. And I want to say something about discernment. Like, how do we discern people? And how do we discern whether or not, you know, we should we should trust people? It's not on this particular um, slideshow, but I want to I want to throw it in there because I have heard so many times, especially lately on social media, people are saying, who am I to judge? I make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Like, you know, we just have to give people, you know, the benefit of the doubt. And I just it's like nails on the chalkboard every time I hear that we discern everything from picking out a watermelon to buying a house to where should we work who should we date where should we live Um, discernment is how we get through life in a safe way and so figuring out how to trust people that takes discernment 
we have to discern like are they gossiping or are they are they um and i in conversation do i hear them struggling with telling the truth like do they really want to tell the truth or are they hesitating or are they do i see them manipulating things that's discernment and so for us to say that that you know judge not lest you be judged okay well that means that we shouldn't shame people we shouldn't judge people for something that we ourselves do so if i say to you you're i don't know why you're always late like i can't believe you're always late but then i'm also showing up late that's that's judge not lest you be judged right that's what that means discernment means i need this person to work the late night show because you know i'm i'm i think they're good for the job and and they're proving based on that they're on time the there's no i'm listening to the show there aren't any dead spaces everything's flowing all the commercials are there that's discernment like we that's discernment is the key to to look at those red flags and say okay how many red flags are too many red flags how many red flags are deal breakers they're just way too big and i can't we can't you know move forward but it's the discernment to be able to read people so yeah okay so i'll get off my soapbox yeah. it makes me absolutely crazy when i hear people say that i'm like stop saying that and then the good girl she said to me on facebook the other day we're not to judge and i'm like yes we are you know there's a lot it's of things called like discernment that. yeah there's a lot of things like that that can uh, that people i think kind of misread but here's but here's kind of the the conclusion of, okay. of, of what you had. Okay. So a per, so we're talking about relational trust again. Relational trust is a pattern of responses towards others. I'm just going to put it right there because we're dealing with others. Yes. Functional is a pattern of behavior towards completing tasks. Yes. Keep it there simple. Yes. So now we go back to the conclusion. So if you're building up your relational trust and you're building up your functional trust, then you become trustworthy. However, this is where the intersection of relational and functional cross. A person can consistently perform tasks, yes. be highly functionally trustful, yes. but still gossip while doing it. Or a person can talk highly of others, but then not complete the agreed upon tasks. Yes. In both situations, a person can be deemed uh, untrustworthy. Yes. So it takes both the relational... In me talking good about you or, you know, not having that trust there between you and I in the relationship, but then also in the task. So I can trust you to know that my mouth 99% of the time is good. <laughs> my, my name is good 99% of the time in your mouth and vice versa. Yes. But then also we're doing the podcast functionally together and doing yes. the task. So now I think we can agree that between the both of us that we have trust amongst us to do this. Right. Because we can see that we both functionally do the job. We both showed up. We both set up. We both did everything. Yep. We both trust each other. And we've done that consistently yeah, over the over year. Time. Neither yeah, one of year. us has called in sick. No. Nope. We've rearranged a couple times for travel dates, yeah. which is happening right yeah. now. But, but we've never, like... Just blown it off and be like, I don't Never. Do it. Neither one of so us. So nope. we have taken mm-hmm. these little things. I got my note cards. And we have earned... Through the passage of time, yes, some of the stuff that we've gone to, these many small actions we've earned over the course of time, which is now a year, and so we have a pretty strong trust bond about the podcast. Whereas in other situations, um, you know, people might want to uh, check and see and kind of realize because again, going through this, it was kind of interesting. One of the things I thought was kind of fascinating about it was just the fact that a lot of times people will they won't see the level to which trust is, and then they wonder why. 
they trust people too much. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I'm tired of trusting people because I'm always getting burned. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you said that. And so it's like this is a way for you to maybe kind of develop a standard yes. by which you can start then giving trust. Because yes. you're going to have to, okay, I meet somebody, you meet somebody, we all meet somebody, and we right away give them a little bit of we have to. trust because yeah. it's like, okay, I kind of get a good, like we were talking to a guy earlier, the vibe. We get a good vibe. I get a good vibe from you. So, okay, I'm going to trust you to strike up a conversation or whatever. Right. And so then you go from there. But then instead of just like, okay, I just met you. Here's the keys to my house. Come on over, hang out, <laughs> grab the beer out of the fridge, whatever. You're not going to go from A to Z. Right. But how do you get from A to Z? And that's yeah. the problem I think that people have because yes. they give trust too freely. It's like, oh, I get burned. And they think that they're doing people a favor or themselves a favor by saying, oh, I trust you. It's like you're bestowing them with some honor. And that's where people get tripped up. Because if I bestow you with the honor of trust, you may not deserve it. You may not, you may be a total schlep for all I know, right? And so if I like, it's like, oh, I trust you. It's like I'm doing something really good. That's the silliest thing ever. And that's what gets us in trouble. On the on flip side, like you said, if you earn it, if you prove to me that you are trustworthy, now I say that I trust you. Not the, We do it the opposite. We're like, they, we just give it right. before it's worthy, before the person is worthy of it, right? right? So you behave a certain way, and then I look at you and discern your behavior, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's totally trustworthy. See, another unaccredited un, uh, un, uh, source quote that I liked was, Learning to trust is one of life's most difficult tasks. Yes. Because it is. Like you said, we, we try to give it too freely. Um, and then uh, Demi Lovato, mm, the singer. What does she say? Sometimes you don't know who you can and cannot trust. I still learn that over and over again. Yeah. It's a, a learning process. You yep. know, even she, you know, through all her issues and being yeah. a younger person. And then Einstein, whoever, careless, whoever is careless with trust in small matters cannot be trusted with important matters. That's right. So sometimes the little things do matter. So the little, I always tell my kids that if you're trustworthy and counting the pennies, then the $100 bills will flow. Yeah. That, I mean, that it, like if you're trustworthy in the little things, the bigger things are just going to be an automatic. They're just going to come. And then if you want to look to Hollywood... <laughs> Because we all love when celebrities tell us what to do. <laughs> yes, we do. They're in so so influential. From Meet the Parents. Remember when Jack is the yeah. who's Robert De Niro talking to yeah, Greg, yeah. who's the other guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's that? Am, no, not Adam Sandler, the other guy. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Or, or is that the dad? Um, One of the Stillers. Anyways. Yeah. Jack says, can you really trust most humans? You know, we're talking about the circle of trust. And then Greg's like, yes, I think so. Jack's like, no, you cannot. <laughs> right away, you can't trust anybody. Uh, I don't even know if I saw the movie uh, Lock Up when no. Sylvester Stallone goes to prison. He had, they had a slogan, DTA, don't trust anyone. See? Uh, the Italian job. I don't know if you saw that. Um, it was uh, the, um, the old guy in there. Um, I trust everyone. It's the devil inside the person I don't trust. Yep. And James Bond, do you have a James Bond quote? I don't. Do you? So he said, uh, I love um, Daniel Craig when he was James Bond. And so in one of his, I don't know if it's Casino Royale or if it's the one before that one. I think it was the one that um, he first had a girlfriend and he was like madly in love with her and and he was trusting her. And then um, I like, you, sh- you can't trust anybody. You cannot trust anybody. Yeah. Because we learned that from Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> Only two people I trust in the world. One is me. The other ain't you. That's right. So that's it. So even Hollywood tells us in a roundabout way, 
that you know trust is something that needs to be earned basically it yep. needs to be Proven. built yep. and maintained by many small actions over time yes and again if you are looking for maybe um something to build your model for how to grow trust with people uh just go to the uh, facebook page for tara or instagram is probably instagram, a better way instagram yeah. and she'll give you that in a moment in fact just give it to him right now um i'm gonna give you my instagram and then i'm also gonna give us a cliffhanger cliffhanger for the next episode that we're going to talk about so trust the next slideshow that i'm working on and i wanted to have it ready for today but my um i was too uh it's, in your head it was too deep in thought and i there's like so many elements but um but we can still talk about it so i'm going to give you a cliffhanger because trust relational trust and functional trust there's something underneath that that drives both of those Ooh. And so that's what we're going to talk about is how do we, because we can, we can use everything that we just talked about is the rubric. Um, I love that word. It's the. I hate that word. I love From that the college word. perspective, I hate that word. <laughs> I love rubric. It's just so fun to say. So the cheat sheet, the how to discern the red flags are, is everything that we just mentioned. Do they show up on time? Are they always giving excuses and being late? Are they, do they gossip or is my name safe in their mouth when I'm not around? Those are the things that we can look at to see, to discern, okay, can this person, you know, is this person trustworthy? But there's something underneath that is driving all of that behavior and it's really, really important. And we're going to talk about that on the next episode. Would it be considered something along the lines of a foundation? Yes. To build trust on? Way, Way deep down. in the foundation. We're going deep, In the y'all. basement. We're going down in the basement. We're going to the basement. Of the foundation of trust. Going to the basement. <laughs> That's coming up next. So, again, uh, social media where they so can find your, media, your yes. stuff on the trust thing. Yes. So, you can go to my Instagram at Tara Hoke Shiro. T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. And you can find... Everything um, there. There's a link to my website where there's podcast videos. The whole library is there. My blog is there where I um, discuss things at length. My posts on Instagram are a little shorter. Um, what else is there? I forget. Oh, the swag shop is there also if you want to buy T-shirts, um, baseball hats, beach bags. Yeah, beach towels, uh, iPhone, Android cases, uh, the great Son Edom shirt. <laughs> That's there, too. So, we also have some really cool... Yes, you should buy the great yes. Son Edom shirt. It's very cool. And then we also have some shirts that say, um, spread love, it's healthier. Yeah, you've got, again, going back to the character thing, you've got a line of clothes based on character and, yes. and character traits and stuff like that. Yes, wear your character. Wear your character on your sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But just don't wipe snot on it. <laughs> hey, um, again, special thanks to everybody who has been a part of this journey. This is our 50th episode that we Yay. have done. Pretty much uh, closing in on a year, you know, when you take a look at this. You want this year, in fact, I think, what, 53 weeks? Did we have a leap year? I, the 2020 is a leap year, huh? Is no, it? Is it? No I wouldn't I, be surprised if it was. I wonder why I was so bad this year. That's like, that's like a bad penny popping up every four years. But um, It's a horror show. But special thanks to all of you for uh, following us and for listening. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to uh, another 50, um, which would be really cool. 
That means two years. So we got yes. year two coming up. Also, okay, for uh, Instagram, for our show, you can find us at Two Steps Ahead Podcast, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. And again, there's a link in the bio. And if you click that link, it's a link tree, then a lot of options pop up, such as the Swag Shop and then other places where you can watch us, like at YouTube. You can click the YouTube link, and it takes you to our YouTube page. Uh, and then ways that you can actually listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, and all those places that uh, you can listen to a podcast. And then my personal uh, Instagram is uh, at EdemRocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. And, uh, again, I've got a link tree there, too, with some basically the same stuff, just a little different setup because it's uh, different than the podcast. And then uh, also add some different content there as well. And so you can follow us there. And then you can also uh, send us an email at twostepsheadpodcast at gmail.com if you feel like sending us an email, if you're old school. Or you can just drop us a DM or something. And, um, and, um, we will we, we respond. respond. Yes, we'll respond. <laughs> and then also check out, uh, if you're looking for some entertainment, uh, radiowarp.com. Uh, it's a live streaming radio station that we're on. We're on, um, I believe it's Monday and Wednesday, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific time. And there's also apps. If you go to the App Store, you can download the app. Just search for Radio Warp app and just download it, and you can take us anywhere you want to go, plus some great music as well, some pop music, some Latin music, some dance music, and other podcasts are there as well, too. So uh, that's a pretty cool thing. We are live from the beach in Long Beach. Yes, we are. And we are going to continue the conversation like Tara said in the tease, but what we're going to do is we're going to uh, take a pause and then come back with hour two right after this. Thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. Take your passion. Make it happen. Let yourself be great. Be kind and... Don't be an a-hole. And we'll be back in a moment. (laughs) Thanks, guys.